Welcome to New Zealand Mysteries. I'm TJ. Uh, to celebrate New Zealand coming out of alert lockdown four after four weeks and being at alert level three, I thought that I would uh, release a podcast with some weird, odd, dumb stories from around the world. Just something light uh, in the middle of the week to keep us going. And I hope you enjoy it. This first story, careoffoxnews.com. Man in reindeer slippers attempts to steal woman's wheelchair. Yep, you heard it. A man in Arizona, of course, America, sorry Americans, wearing reindeer slippers, managed to dash away from the scene, but law enforcement caught up to him anyway. Austin Sherbert, 26, was arrested in December 2019 after being seen on a surveillance video trying to take a woman's wheelchair out from underneath her while on board a train in Phoenix, police say. Oh, my God. Authorities credited hero passengers on the light rail for coming to the woman's rescue, and Sherbutt was nabbed after thousands shared his picture online. Despite his reindeer slippers, this criminal was not spreading holiday cheer, the Phoenix Police Department said, while also noting that Sherbutt was still wearing the reindeer slippers when he was arrested. Oh my God. For the next dumb criminal, we go to Australia, thanks to readersdigest.ca. A would-be thief who broke into a Melbourne bakery found, for all his troubles, he'd trapped himself in a locked storeroom. He was captured on CCTV, stacking containers, chairs and bins in a desperate attempt to climb up the roof. Cameras rolled for 30 minutes as he attempted to scale the pile, crashing to the ground at least five times. This would-be burglar eventually freed himself and handed himself in. Oh my God, could you imagine coming to work the next day and watching that? You just wouldn't know whether to laugh or cry, I don't think. That's hilarious. What a douche. Thanks to foxnews.com. Another one from Amazing US. Man allegedly steals from store then comes back to ask for a job application. There are plenty of ways to try to make your job resume stand out from the pile, but this isn't one of them. A man who applied for a position at a sporting goods store in Wyoming in April allegedly stole from the business twice on the same day. The unidentified 36-year-old man first bought some items with a rewards card but did not pay for a pair of sunglasses and ammunition while he was there. He then returned about three hours later, this time to ask for a job application. The man allegedly left the store after that encounter with two more pairs of sunglasses he did not pay for. The suspect, whose job application status wasn't clear, haha, was cited for the alleged thefts and police said they recovered the items. I have no words. Let's go to Brazil for this next one. Thanks to readersdigest.ca. Two burglars rifling through an apartment were disturbed by police and jumped out of a window with a stash of jewellery. Soon afterwards, the police picked up two men acting suspiciously. While in custody, one man became ill and needed hospital treatment. X-rays showed up the problem. Two rings, a pendant and a necklace. Oh my God. All swallowed in haste. After swift surgery, the apartment owner identified the items and police did the rest. I don't know. Would you, depending, I suppose, on the value of the items? I don't know. 
even if they were worth a bit, would you want them back after that? Seriously. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to wear a necklace around my neck and just continuously think about where it had been. I don't know. On foxnews.com, this one reads, Woman driving a toy truck leads police on a slow speed pursuit. And you're just going to have to use your imagination with this one. The quickest way to launch a pro wrestling career is to grab a child's motorized toy truck and get pulled over by the police? Question mark. South Carolina police in June 2019 charged a woman in Walhalla with public intoxication after she allegedly was found cruising down the road in a silver Power Wheels truck not far from her home. Police said 25-year-old Megan Holman avoided a DUI charge because her mode of transport was a toy, not a vehicle. Hmm. When investigators asked Holman to explain the situation, she said she was riding the toy truck as part of a scavenger hunt and that she, quote, wanted to be a professional wrestler like her father and this was how to do it. Okay, I have some questions, hmm, statements. First, I don't know. In New Zealand, does it matter if the, I, I don't know, if the thing's got wheels? I mean, would she have been charged with DUI anyway? And how on earth it leads to being a professional wrestler like her father? I have no idea. I'm going to say it though. I'm going to say it only in America. Foxnews.com again. Women swipe stroller from store but leave one of their children behind. If you're going to make a run for it, don't leave anyone behind. Three women apparently didn't get that concept in August when they were caught on camera allegedly stealing a baby stroller from a New Jersey store, only to be busted after one of them forgot their child inside the shop. I don't know what to say about this. Two of the women had distracted an employee at the Middletown store while the third woman went to the front to grab a stroller. The woman left the store, but one of them left behind some precious cargo, her own child. Investigators later arrested at least two of the women and the stolen stroller was returned. There's no words for this one. What total dumbasses. Thanks to HuffPost.com. We're going to talk about Jason Dante Hayes, 17. It all started when Hayes allegedly broke into a home on the 3rd of January at 3am and woke up a 70-year-old woman by tapping her on the shoulder with the gun. Hayes demanded money from the woman, whom he knew because he'd once lived in a rental she owned. When she said there wasn't any money in the house, he made her drive him to a cash machine where he demanded she withdraw $2,000 or be killed. The machine only allowed the woman to take out $460, so Hayes made the victim drive him back to her home, wake up her husband and bring him to the kitchen. That's what happened next that, uh, yeah, got no words for. Hayes allegedly told the woman to meet him at a shopping centre parking lot on January the 4th, so the next day, at 9am with an additional $1,500. He said she would recognise him because he would be wearing the exact same outfit. He said, I'll be dressed exactly the same way as I am today. 
Oh, God. He told the victims not to call the police, but, well, of course they did. So when he arrived at the parking lot shortly after the designated meeting time, officers were ready and waiting for him. Officers found $363 in cash on Hayes and a gold Timex watch that belonged to the victims. Hayes was charged as an adult with kidnapping, robbery, aggravated assault and other crimes and he was held on $200,000 bail. How do you go with that one? What do you say to that one? Oh my god. This one from user.com. Guy in high-speed chase was teaching dog to drive. Hmm, while it may or may not be possible to teach an old dog new tricks, teaching a dog of any age to drive is not advisable. Washington State Troopers say that during a high-speed chase near Lakewood on Sunday, they were astounded to see that a pit bull was in the driver's seat of the 1996 Buick they were pursuing. The vehicle reached speeds of 109 miles per hour on Interstate 5 and hit at least two other cars before driving into a trail for cyclists and pedestrians. When police finally stopped the vehicle with spike strips, the 51-year-old man inside told troopers he had been teaching his dog to drive. Hmm. When uh, they pulled the driver over the pit bull was in the driver's seat while the man steered they said the suspect had been charged with reckless endangerment hit and run driving under the influence of drugs and felony eluding the dog was not charged and apparently she was a very sweet girl and was taken to an animal shelter oh there's nothing to say about this one i haven't tried teaching my dog to drive don't think i'm going to give it a shot just saying from user.com, you know, in this coronavirus, toilet paper had been a thing. I know in New Zealand it's not so bad now, but some panic buying was going on, and apparently overseas, toilet paper is still a thing. It may seem like a 911 worthy emergency if you run out, but police in an Oregon town have clarified the issue. It's hard to believe that we even have to post this, Newport Police said on Facebook. Do not call 911 just because you have ran out of toilet paper. There's no denying that many stores have having trouble keeping toilet paper on their shelves during the coronavirus outbreak, but police have more pressing emergency. Really? Instead of calling them for toilet paper help, Newport Police asked residents to be resourceful. Mayans used corn cobs. Colonial Americans also used the core of the cob, the Post said. Farmers not only used corn cobs, but used pages from the farmer's almanac. The Sears catalogue used to get a second use too, police said. But alternatives including wet wipes and partial paper towels aren't flushable. That mistake can cause problems in a home's plumbing as well as city sewer systems. Please remember, wipes clog pipes. Adding that only toilet paper should be flushed down toilets. Everything else should go in the trash. Improvise, be patient, be creative, Newport Police pleaded. Just don't call 911. We cannot bring you toilet paper. Okay, there you go. I've told you. Another one from newser.com. Walmart managers may not be sleeping tight tonight. Somebody released live bed bugs in a Pennsylvania store and police are now investigating. State police say they were contacted by the manager of the Edinburgh store Thursday after staff members found a pill bottle in a boy's jacket 
with live bed bugs inside. Oh my god. Another bottle, this one with dead bugs inside, was found on the floor in the men's department near the belts. Health safety company Ecolab confirmed that the insects were bed bugs. An Ecolab employee inspecting the store Friday found bed bugs crawling around the men's changing rooms. Oh my god, I'm so grossed out. Uh a Walmart spokesperson tells CNN, we take this seriously and are looking into this. We are fully cooperating with law enforcement on their investigation. Police say they are looking for whoever released the blood-sucking insects in the store. A third-party pest management service has visited the store and we are working with them to assess next steps, said the Walmart spokesperson. In the meantime, we have blocked off the impacted area. Um, how on earth... Do you get bed bugs? I don't know. The answer might, like, into a pill bottle, the answer might be simple to somebody out there. Um, let me know on nzmissing at gmail.com if you have an idea, but I don't know how it would have happened. It's so gross. From Reader's Digest, in Australia, one thief got more than he bargained for when he reached into the window of a parked car and snatched a tote bag. The bag belonged to a professional snake catcher, Brad McDonald. Inside was a highly venomous snake McDonald had just captured from an underground car park in Sydney. Well, that's just like one of the million thousand reasons I won't move to Australia. Not that I'm going to steal a bag. Anyway, ugh. And again from readersdigest.ca, one from New Zealand. This story said, I'm going to like mash up this name too, I know it. New Zealander William Singalag was fined for common assault for hurling a hedgehog at a schoolboy. The 27-year-old offender threw the prickly weapon at his target, leaving the boy with a large red welt and four quills lodged in his hip. Ouch. The deceased hedgehog was taken away as evidence and Singalag faced the wrath of animal lovers who condemned the act. Even though it was a hedgehog, us Kiwis were animal lovers... Don't know when this was, like, came out. doesn't say a year or anything, but, you know, if Facebook was around, whew, they would have uh, suffered the wrath of the Kiwis. I can tell you that. Another story from com, and it is Florida. And if you have been listening to True Crime a lot, you'll know that a lot of weird shit happens in Florida. So here we go. If your idea of a good time involves meth, mangled attempts at bird calls, running around in your birthday suit until the law gets called, and then becoming an old headline-writing cliché, well, we bring you the case of Donald Watts, who, yes, is from Florida. Cops were called to a residential complex in the aptly named High Springs, where a woman told them that Watts, 38, had been using meth. Another call comes in about a man in a neighbour's yard with a flashlight. Spotting a flashlight in the dark and hearing strange noises, the county sheriff's office arrest report says that officers found Watts in a shallow creek, completely naked with mud covering his body, pacing back and forth laughing and making his attempt at bird noises. Police say that Watts then fled. When a deputy attempted to detain him, he punched the deputy repeatedly. A fair amount of tasing ensued to no effect. Cops then deployed a canine officer named Casper, at which point the report states that Watts got on his hands and knees and began to growl like a dog. When Casper was ordered to nab Watts, 
Watts leaped, grabbed Casper by the head and bit Casper's ear as he drove Casper to the ground. Casper eventually escaped and bit Watts's head. Whew. So the charges this guy, this madman, uh, had simple battery of a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest with violence and aggravated battery of a service dog. Um, if this is not a public service announcement of why not to smoke meth, I don't know what is. This is some crazy shit. Another story from readersdigest.ca. It's called A Real Standout. Timothy Baker was back in jail in Waco, Texas, after he had escaped while being held for aggravated robbery. His getaway had taken him to Baylor University, where he broke into a building in order to find a change of clothes from his orange prison suit. The building was the Fine Arts Centre, where Baker raided a costume closet. He apparently thought he would be inconspicuous if he changed into a 19th century green wool outfit with rubber galoshes or gumboots that made him look like a leprechaun, according to the Waco Sheriff. Baker was spotted on the street and rearrested, uh, and the chairman of the theatre department, haha, said he just really stood out. From newser.com, Timothy Kepke said he'd downed a couple of beers, perhaps that's why the Florida man offered up his arm to an alligator one night in late August. The report, mentioning unreleased video footage, describes a friend catching the gator with his bare hands in Palm City on August the 26th before Kepke encouraged the animal to bite his right forearm. Records show the 27-year-old then rewarded the gator with a mouthful of beer, of course. After the beer is poured, the alligator aggressively reacts, noting Kepke and 22-year-old Noah Osborne later set the animal free. Kepke of Hobie Sound admitted to the acts in an interview last month. Both he and Osborne of Stewart were booked into Martin County Jail on Thursday, each on one felony count of unlawfully taking an alligator, whose size wasn't revealed. They were released the same day after posting 5,000 and 2,500 bonds respectively. Yeah, another one from Florida, I guess. Another one from user.com. Not Florida this time, but uh, Scotland. The Scotsman reports a 28-year-old was earlier this month sentenced to 75 hours of unpaid work after farting three times in the presence of police and asking, how do you like that? The incident began in the wake of a car crash in Aberdeen. Police responding to the scene found Stuart Cook speaking to another driver. Officers say they smelled pot on Cook. That's a sentence. A search of his person and car turned up a small quantity of cannabis. He reportedly yelled at officers as he was handcuffed and taken to Kitty Brewster Police Station, where his situation did not improve. He was instructed to bend over as part of a strip search, and the court heard Cook intentionally farted three times in the direction of the officer, asking, how do you like that? His lawyer said he felt the officer's treatment of him was an overreaction. I don't know. Nothing more to say about that one. That's gross. A story from readersdigest.ca. It is called Painted into a Corner. The criminal who was captured because his tracks led away from a crime scene is an old story. 
However, Albert Jackson Dowdy, 22, took incompetence to a new level. According to police in Grants Pass, Oregon, he tried to break into a home by smashing a glass door with a paint can, but the can broke open. Paint splattered all over Dowdy's shoes and clothes, yet he traipsed through the house nonetheless, leaving stains everywhere. He made off with two cans of tuna fish and a box of oatmeal. Before long, police tracked Dowdy to a nearby motel where he appeared at the door still wearing his paint-smeared clothes. Now, I don't know, for some reason, I think that the paint was bright pink. When I see this in my head, that's what I imagine is this dicky guy standing there with bright pink paint on him. And what on earth was he in there for to get two cans of tuna and some oatmeal? That is just crazy. It doesn't say where he's from, did it? But I don't think, oh no, it was from Oregon, not Florida. But there you go, some strange shit happens in Oregon too. Newser.com reported, Talk about a bumpy ride. A bus driver is accused of intentionally locking a passenger in the luggage hold and taking off down the road, according to Connecticut State Police. Officers said a woman called 911 from inside the compartment as the Peter Pan bus drove from New York to Boston around 4pm Sunday, claiming the driver had locked her inside as she retrieved an item from her bag. Police traced the call and the bus was eventually stopped on Interstate 84 in Union, Connecticut, some 30 miles northeast of Hartford, where the bus had made a stop. One passenger, Carolyn Van Allen, said the uninjured woman must have been in the compartment for at least 45 minutes. She says banging could be heard beneath seats at the front of the bus. Once police arrived, the woman emerged seemingly out of nowhere. We just watched as this woman extremely calmly took all of her belongings. She did not say one word to the driver. The woman told police, however, that she had been purposely locked inside. Wendy Alperty, 49, who drove the first leg of the trip until the stop in Hartford, was charged with reckless endangerment, unlawful restraint and breach of peace before posting $2,000 bail on Monday. Due in court on August 21st, Alberti has also been suspended by Peter Pan, where she's worked since 2012. The company's notes, uh, she's received many customer commendations on her safe driving and customer service. Hmm, well, I don't think it uh, was great customer service in the end, really. That's an odd one. I hope you enjoyed those stories. Thanks for listening. If you want to comment on uh, which one would be your most favourite, dumbasses, have a comment. Remember, you can email me at nzmissing at gmail.com. If you want to support it, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash New Zealand Mysteries. And uh, I'll be back on Friday with a normal episode. All right, thank you very much.